Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Joe Zimmel and Valerie Friedman. Guess you moved on really easily You found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks Remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world Hey, I just met you Sorry, <laughs> I didn't exactly know where that ended. Uh, all right, so it's just our Song of the Summer show. That little montage was sort of proof of concept. We either started in 2010 or 2011 doing the Song of the Summer. I think it was 2011 because it was Party Rock Anthem. But anyway, the concept here is that there is a Song of the Summer. Uh, there's a song that kind of winds up defining this particular season of this particular year. The song feeds off the summer. The summer feeds off the song. Uh, and most years, it winds up being fairly clear what that song is. Uh, and we would like to make it, if anything, less clear. Uh, no, that's not true. We're going to do our best to tell you today what the song of the summer is. Now, if you're of a certain age and you don't think you care about pop music, as I said right before the news, think about the summer. You're going to be on a deck with some 14-year-old trying to think of something to say. <laughs> You're going to be at a barbecue with some young people uh, who are talking about music. You're going to be at a wedding where people are dancing. Wouldn't it be good to know that's a Dua Lipa song that they're dancing to up there? So so that's why you're going to stay and listen and not get mad. The Song of the Summer concept goes back at least to 1975. The big hit that year was Power Broker by Bob Gottlieb and Robert Caro. No, that's not really true. That's our Friday show, though. So joining us today, uh, as our, it's our usual panel. It's our, our all-star panel. Sam Hattleman works in music uh, public relations and hosts the Sam Hattleman Show at Radio Free Brooklyn. He's having a beef with YK Osiris uh, right now. So just for my own protection, I, my entire security detail is here right now. Nobody try anything. Brendan J. Sullivan is the commissioner uh, of the Song of the Summer. Uh, he's up there in the luxury boxes right now with our CEO, Mark Contreras. He's a writer, producer, and DJ best known for for his work with Lady Gaga. Cassie Wilson is the newest member of our panel. She may be part of a character, basically, that Lily Tyson has developed for her one-woman show, but we're going to go with the idea that Cassie Wilson is a freestanding person, a New York-based comedian and musician. Great to have this panel here. And before we even get you guys going, unless there's something you're bursting to say, uh, why don't we, what I'd like to do is clear out a couple of issues right now. There's three issues 
Two of them are the songs that are number one and two on the charts right now. And the third one is the extraordinarily complicated Tay-Tay issue. So uh, let's begin by playing uh, the Miley Cyrus song Flowers, which has been sitting on the charts for a really long time. But there are people who still think it's possibly the song of the summer. Let's hear a little bit of Flowers. We were good. We were gold. Kind of dream that can't be sold We were right Till we weren't Built a home and watched it burn All right, so let's go straight to the commissioner on this one. This wouldn't be the first time, commissioner, that we had a song sitting on the charts. I mean, Old Town Road was on the charts for a really long time. It was nonetheless Song of the Summer or Split the Honors, according to me and Sam. So what about this? How do we think about this, commissioner? It's such a good point because sometimes we, what we hope for the Song of the Summer is that we have this knockout surprise hit that kind of doesn't have any any hometown advantage, any 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 built-in fan base. It just blows everyone out of the water. And then with Old Town Road, our, our question that year was like, can it possibly last, you know, even six to eight more weeks during the summer? And now with Miley, I think it's 21 weeks on the charts right here. Uh, I, I think that part of what makes Song of the Summer so fun is that we're kind of rooting for uh, a song and usually rooting for the the face behind that song. And I think with Miley, uh, it has been ten years since since she was uh, she was uh, you know making people detest her for the way she was performing her music. And this is a song where people say, "Wow, she's really grown up," and it's really relatable. This is definitely the song that you like, your mom likes, uh, and you can imagine you know your your little kids at a at a pool party dancing around to it. It's fun, right? And it's twerk free. Uh, it's guaranteed <laughs> twerk-free. So, Cassie, what about this? I mean, does it just feel too stale, uh, or or could it work? I think it could work. I think um, it's definitely a front runner for me. I'm. Uh, it feels a little overplayed just in my own brain at this point because of its kind of early success on TikTok. But yeah, it's just sustained that place in the charts for so long, and um, it's kind of it's easy listening for everyone. It's not really going to offend anyone. Um, I do like the idea, Colin, that uh, adults are going to be like forced to interact with children um, at like <laughs> some barbecue or pool party. But it is something that like everyone can listen to. No one's going to get mad at it. And in that way, I think it really has a lot of staying power. Sam, let's uh, stipulate that you have already felt bullied by this song while in line at CVS. Is there anything else that you need to to declare about it? Um, I actually really like the record. I think it's tight. I like the how she interloops that Bruno Mars song from a couple decades ago. Wow, that felt really weird to say. Uh, <laughs> I just think it's, I think it's timing on this one, and I think it's one of those dynamics that we kind of revisit every year, where it's like, is this a song of the year or song of the summer? I think song of the summer has like a specific feel to it. There's a specific timing. Um, I think the Billboard chart thing obviously holds weight, and I'm wondering if maybe there's like a remix in the work because the remix economy is kind of dicey right now in music. Um, but for me, I just don't think it has that staying power that like, as it was had where like that song was kind of old and it carried through the summer. I'm not sure if Miley's going to have that 
that moment. Yeah, sometimes the song, I mean, I think there have been hybrid years. Uh, I think the year of Fancy, I think Fancy uh, uh, petered out, as did Iggy Azalea's entire career, but uh, about halfway through and all about that bass by Megan Trainor kind of took over for August. I think a little bit that Billie Eilish did that with Old Town Road. You know, I think Tough Guy kind of came along in August when Old Town Road is, had been heard enough. But let's uh, clear the other one out from the top of the charts. The number one song in America right now is by a country singer who's got a lot of songs on the charts. He's like the, you know, um, I, don't, I don't even know what to compare him to right now, but he he does a massive, I guess he's the Olivia Rodrigo of country. Uh, so his name is Morgan, <laughs> Morgan Wallen. Uh, the song is called Last Night. We'll play a little bit of that. Last night we let the liquor talk I can't remember everything we said But we said it all You told me that you wish I was somebody you never met But baby, baby, something's telling me this ain't over yet No way it was our last night I kissed your lips Make you grip the sheets with your fingertips Last bottle of Jack we split a fifth Just talking about life going sip for sip Yeah, you you know you love to fight And I say shit I don't mean But I'm still gonna wake up on you and me I know that last night we let the liquor talk I can't remember everything we said But we said it all You told me that you wish I was somebody you never met But baby, baby, something's telling me this ain't over yet No way all right, uh, McPants uh, from his orbiting booth says this is the first country song to go number one on the Hot 100 Billboard charts since I Love a Rainy Night by Eddie Rabbit in 1981. Um, so th- this this has been the number one song in America for the last nine weeks, I think. And, you know, Cassie, there's uh, first of all, everybody loves a blackout song, you know? Like, I don't... <laughs> Oh, totally. Totally, don't we all? And we've all been there. Um, Oh, sure. So, I I don't know. I mean, I'll just say this. So, the commissioner has an idea. One of his his rules of thumb, Cassie, is the opening notes, the first few notes of a song, either they grab you or they don't. Either they activate people's sensors or they don't. And the one thing about this guy is when he starts to sing, he doesn't exactly sound like a country singer. He has to sing, you know... About 10 bars before you think, oh, yeah, he's just a country, he's a regular old country mm-hmm. singer. But but say more about it, Cassie. Well, I mean, the melody of this song doesn't really go anywhere. No. You know, we kind of stay within the same few notes the entire song. I do actually, I listened to this first song, full disclosure, a couple days ago. I had somehow never heard of this person. But um, I actually do like this song, and I understand that it has, like, a really wide appeal. I really like the production on it. I like how, you know, kind of present the guitars are, but... I have a hard time feeling like this is song of the summer in terms of something that's going to like bring people together. I feel like we're not going to hear this at a barbecue. This would not make me like, I don't know, stand up and get another veggie burger. I don't know what it's song of the summer is <laughs> supposed to do, but uh, I don't know. I just don't think this is doing it for me personally. I think waiting in you know line this reminds waiting, me of. Go ahead. Yeah. This ahead. reminds me of when, uh, when fun had that song, we are young, which sounded oh perfect for a song of the summer. But I was DJing a pool party in the Hamptons and the owner brought his little his daughter and her friends over to just play before we started. And I watched these nine year old girls recite the lyrics. My friends are in the bathroom getting higher than the Empire State. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think this should be song of the summer. I think this song is grounded. <laughs> All right. Uh, last word on this one, Sam. Uh, Morgan Wallen's a problem, right? Like 
he is the biggest American artist of the decade, bar none. He literally doesn't leave the Billboard charts. People are still fighting his last album while still trying to fight this album. Um, obviously, it was funny because, Cass, you emailed, you were like, I don't really know much about Morgan Wallen. And I was like, have fun. Yeah, <laughs> I quickly found out some troubling yeah, details. Yeah, bad dude. Not, I would not get a beer with Morgan Wallen. I think he's drinking enough himself. Uh, and I was a fan before all the controversy. And as someone who like actually really likes country music, I don't know if everyone knows that. I think that this song is, yeah, pretty stale. I thought it was pretty mid. Um, I don't think it'd be song of the summer, regardless of how I personally feel about Morgan Wallen. All right. I agree. Now it's time to really get into probably the most complicated and difficult part of our show. So uh, Caskey's p- picking up her throwing stars right now. Uh, and uh, we are about to play uh, a song by an obscure artist named Taylor Swift. I think she may just mm. break out at some <laughs> point. Uh, this features uh, Ice Spice, uh, who actually uh, performed pretty well. Last summer, the song's called Karma, which, you know, kind of fits the whole Miami indictment feel of America right now. Anyway, let's hear that one, Cap. <laughs> you talking bitch for the hell of it. Addicted to betrayal, but you're relevant. You terrified to look down. Because if you dare, you see the glare of everyone you burn just to get there. It's coming back around. Cat didn't want to fade it. So, um, so Cassie, I want to start with you again. I mean, the debate we've been having, we've been emailing for three or four days about this. And, and the thing that I keep bringing up is that, you know, Taylor Swift is just so she's in the tap water right now. You just drink a glass of water, you get some Taylor Swift. So, um, you know, can she be special about summer? Can summer be special about her? I was I just had this song on coming up to the studio in the car. There's no question it would be kind of a cool song of the summer. But I don't know. Does summer need it? I mean, I, this is Taylor's year right now. I mean, she's such a mammoth presence right now with her Eras tour. You know, every single person I know is trying to get tickets to that tour. Um, I kind of need to question why we are quick to kind of discount her for song of the summer. I mean, last year we landed on Harry Styles. It's not like he was some up and coming indie artist, you know, like. <laughs> Taylor's been around, obviously, for, you know, more than 10 years, but she stays extremely relevant. And I this song has a really great feel. I can definitely like see, you know, it it does kind of bring to mind like driving in a, you know, in my convertible, which I definitely have in the top down again, which I totally can do. Um, and having Ice Spice on there, I think, is like a brilliant kind of marketing situation because it's like, let's bring, you know, this mammoth presence of taylor together with this like huge up-and-coming rapper um so i could i could see this happening and i don't want us to count out taylor just because she's taylor yeah no i agree i totally i think i think you put it very eloquently as well sam what about you how do you where do you come down on all this um i think that there's a couple issues here one is that taylor's public image is kind of rocky at the moment because of the whole matt healy thing which i know way too much about 
Um, <laughs> so I think that that doesn't bode well going into the summer. Just, you know, you really want to have a strong, united, Swifty fan base. Also, the other problem is that Spice is so hot that she has like three or four options for Song of the Summer right now. Princess Diana, uh, The Boy's a Liar, In a Mood. She's gearing up to do a deluxe for EP. She's probably like the hottest thing selling right now. So there's a chance that like, yes, it was smart putting her on the remix, but it could also get lost in the shuffle. The good news is that the actual song is hot. It's like fun. It's something yeah. that you could hear out. And I think that Spice brings a sort of dynamic presence to it that maybe Taylor didn't have on the whole album, maybe that song. So I think, eh, I, I, I don't know if this is it. Okay. Uh, to Cassie's point, I had the sunroof on my uh, Subaru Outback like halfway open. <laughs> um, and that's, for me, I'm just balling when that happens, you know? Absolutely. So, <laughs> so Commissioner, uh, you will probably have the final word on this particular question. I think the question is, is Song of the Summer happening to Taylor or is Taylor happening to Song of the Summer? Because we, this is not a banger of a Taylor song. And I wonder if this were, if we were introduced to Taylor Swift this year, would this be the first song we would think of that should be her, that should be the highest on the charts? I'm sure she's got 10 different positions on the charts right now. I'm not blown away by it, but I do enjoy it. And it does have every element that we that we think of when we think of Song of the Summer. And I say this with as someone who's also had beef with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when he was really, really thin, I mean, it seems to me when he's like underweight for one of those roles, having a beef with him doesn't really, I mean, he has no energy. Um, yeah, we were, we were both up for... Uh, Gotham's hot top 100 bachelors in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a little break here. Kat, you can just go out with a little bit more Tay-Tay if you want. We'll take a little break. We'll come right back. You take for the hell of it. Addicted to betrayal, but you're relevant. You terrify to look down. Because if you dare, you see the glare of everyone you burn just to get there. It's coming back. Around. And I keep my side Support for this podcast comes from Hartford Healthcare. Elevating Health is funded by Hartford Healthcare. Loneliness can be a significant health risk to people of all ages. Dr. Laura Saunders, a psychologist from Hartford Healthcare's Institute of Living, talks about social isolation and why we need to connect in person. Loneliness actually is a pretty significant health risk for people that struggle with social isolation. It affects their blood pressure, it affects their immune system, it affects your willingness to get up and get out and can cause some not just emotional issues, but health problems as well. You're not alone. Dr. Saunders explains how important it is for us to look to others and get out of our comfort zone. I like to talk about social isolation as not just that individual's problem, but it's a community problem or it's a family problem. We need to connect with others. We can take space at times as well, but we need to step out of our comfort zone and do things to connect with other people. It's life-saving. For more information, go to ctpublic.org slash health. You got a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere Maybe we make a deal Maybe together we can get somewhere Any place is better Starting from zero, got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Me, myself, I got nothing to prove You got a fast car 
Now I got a plan to get us out of here Been working at the convenience store Managed to save just a little bit of money Won't have to drive too far Just across the border and into the city and you Okay, that's obviously the song Fast Car. You might, <laughs> even if you don't pay any attention at all to pop music, because you're old, like me, uh, that might ring some bells. 1988 hit for Tracy Chapman. The commissioner will tell you a little bit more about that right now. Luke Combs, a country artist, has covered it. This is, <clears throat> we almost left this off the list, but I always consult with a guy named Derek Monahan, who's a fan of the show and a fan of this, this kind of episode and a musician himself. And he said, yeah, maybe, maybe you shouldn't sleep on that. I think it's like about the number four song in the country right now, too. So, commissioner, remind us about Tracy Chapman. Uh, this this song will give you goosebumps if you just let it. Uh, beautiful debut of this song it's like the most eight mile-esque story in pop music so it's nelson mandela's 70th birthday he is still in prison there is a concert put on by stevie wonder at wembley stadium and it has an an estimated audience by satellite of 100 million stevie wonder's keyboard just goes down it breaks it will not play he needs it for the show tracy chapman is backstage they have not given her a set time and they've come out and they just decide it's a no-brainer we know a microphone works we're just going to send her out there with her guitar no one in that audience had really heard of her. Her record already came out at that point and was kind of forgotten, on its way to being forgotten. It was months ago at that point. And she comes out and plays Fast Car, and she goes from being unknown to being a superstar by the chorus. It's a very, very beautiful song about a very relatable thing, about wanting to escape the, your current situation, about wanting someone to come with you. It's just a very beautiful summer song. This is a perfect driving song. Um, Tracy Chapman also was a scholarship student through the ABC program, and she left Cleveland for the Wooster School in Danbury. And it was the proximity of that that Tere on his new show, uh, Black in the 80s, says is the best example of what we act, what we, what we discuss, how we discuss affirmative action wrong, meaning it's not about taking someone's place, like not about bumping Stevie Wonder. It's about getting your shot and proving yourself. So it's a great song. song. I mean, typically the song of the summer is not a cover. We've even had some the year of cheerleader. We had some problems with some people mm-hmm. because it was sort of a redo. Uh, I, I would say this, though. So if Morgan Wallen is the one to beat or is just all over the charts right now, that, that would say that people have a taste for country right now. But maybe they don't want Morgan Wallen to be you know, the country breakout star of the year. I, I know several people who don't want that, and they're on this show right now. <laughs> so, um, so Cassie, I, yeah, what about just sort of the overall countryness of this song? Um, I mean, I love the original song. I'm not sure I understand what's really being added during this cover, if I have to say. Um, yeah, I don't know if this really is bringing anything new to it for me. Like, it's a great song, um, but I... Yeah, I have trouble seeing, again, like a cover being Song of the Summer, especially one where the original was so powerful and so great that it's like, what are we getting from this cover? I don't really, it's not really doing it for me. Tracy Chapman is probably hoping it's a Song of the Summer because she'll be getting (laughs) something out of it. Uh, So Sam Hadleman, how about you? Also, like with covers, Blurred Alliance, that was a Song of the Summer and that was a cover, legally. Um, and I think that, and we're going to bring this up with Dirk and Wallen, like, I think people are finding really interesting ways to cross over because I think the old paths of like, you know, maybe like standard collaborations or touring, like there's so many little tiny fan bases that you got to like come up with crafty ways to reach new audiences. And I think that's this, um, also like Luke Combs has kind of been on the precipice of getting out of that country bubble, which the genres had a problem with like for the past. 20 years, as as we said, with the number one being in 1981. 
Um, I could definitely see this doing damage on the charts. I could see this being a song that I hear out a lot. I'm going to put it higher than I than you'd expect. All right. So um, you were talking about Little Dirk and uh, Morgan Wallen. They have a song that they're going to do that they do together. We may not get to that one today. I was I was there for it like about a week ago, and now I've started to lose some faith. Although I'd be fine with that. Instead, though, we're going to do uh, so. Little Dirk has a an album out where he's got a lot of collaborations here. Uh, this is a song. I th- I'm going to just sort of do a spoiler and say, I think this is a very powerful song. I don't know if it's going to be the song of the summer, but uh, it's called All My Life. He does it with J. Cole. Uh, this is 05 Cat. Dougie, you told me he been on some positive. Yeah, yeah. Lately, I just want to show up and body some. Yeah, yeah. Always been a little mathematician. Lately, this cash I'm getting. I've been losing count of these bags. I've been moving too fast. Hard times don't last. Remember when cops are rats talking out my. Boy, you ain't. Put a, put a badge All my life, All my life. Trying They be trying to keep me down All this time, All this time. I Never thought I'd make it out No, no No All my life so you get two rappers. You've got uh, a children's choir. Um, Sam, I'm going to go right back to you on this one. Um, I will say, I, I don't say this about many hip hop songs. I got kind of choked up like the second or third time I saw, I listened to it. And there's some very powerful things being said. Mm-hmm. So Sam, go ahead. Yeah, Dirk's a story to root for. He's been, I've been a fan of Dirk since I was like in high school. He kind of ran with that Chicago drill era of like Chief Keef, G Herbo. Kind of had like a lot of career troubles, had to switch labels. Like it's taken like 12 to 13 years for his career to like really develop. And now he's arguably the biggest American rapper working. I I don't know if everyone saw the Billboard article that like for the first time in 23 years, there hasn't been a hip hop number one album or song. And Dirk's kind of like that last hope of this generation since like a lot of artists have either like passed away, gone to prison, like there's been like a big hole in American music that's like left it open for someone like a Morgan Wallen or, you know, international acts. Um, so Dirk having this really hot song, grabbing J. Cole for the feature, the children's choir, like everyone's a sucker for that. It's also the song I have heard outside my house more than anything else on this list. Every single block I've been to Queens, Brooklyn, New Haven, Manhattan. I've heard this out of every car you could possibly think of. Um, so I think, Honestly, this probably has the strongest chance yeah. out, of, out of anything. It's actually about in the second verse. He says, I've been to Brooklyn, Queens, New Haven, Manhattan. That's actually, he's quoting from the <laughs> yeah. song. Right now. They're uh. the four boroughs, famously. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cassie, I really do think that this is a very strong song. I mean, if it's going to be, if the song of the summer is what we all get up to dance to at an August wedding, I, I, <laughs> I, kind of, I struggle with that idea. But what are your yeah. thoughts? Uh, I think the children's choir does it for me. I mean, I think that's the thing that people, I mean, the the chorus is so catchy and like the people love a catchy chorus. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see this bringing people together in that way. And there's, it's kind of a hopeful song. So yeah, I, I could, I could see this doing it. All right. And uh, how about you, Commissioner? I, I give it my full support. It has the feeling of like a graduation song, like the the song playing in the montage of your of your high school videos and the end of school and the way into college. Still, I could, I could see it being touching a lot of hearts there too. So I'm rooting for it. I'm I would be very surprised. It's already it's already going tumbling from the charts. It's at number five right now. Yeah. So uh, 
Yeah, no, I think it might have been your high school graduation song at Simsbury High School, but not anybody else's in your class. Um, <laughs> all right, so I've known the commissioner since he was in high school, and he was in trouble, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, All right, yes, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go to a break here, Cap. But what we'll do, we'll play. I don't know if we'll have time to discuss this. And anyway, we hate Drake. He does nothing but cause trouble for us. Uh, this is a. We'll go to the end of the break with a song. It's a contender, no doubt. It's called "Who Told You" by Jay Huss. I guess it's Jay Huss. Huss is that how you say it, Sam? Jay Huss. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jay Huss featuring no good, rotten, stinking, troublemaking Drake. You bad man don't dance. Who told you gangsters don't dance? Even with a weapon, my hip I dance. Bad man take another sip and dance. Two left feet don't trip and dance. The girl want me, I might give her a chance. Give her a look, she give me a glance. You wore that tight dress just to enhance. You like a bum bum. Never seen you before. Where you come from? You got a fat pump pum. I got a long Johnson. And I will never met you at random. This must be destiny. That's why you're next to me. You feel like ecstasy. This must be destiny, that's why you're next to me, you feel like ecstasy Who told you bad man don't dance? Who told you gangsters don't dance? Even with a weapon, my hip I dance Bad man take another sip and dance How do I follow up Colin McEnroe talking about Little Dirk and that wonderful hook from that song that we just heard? And how do we follow up what the pledge listeners at Connecticut Public just did in this hour, already helping us reach our $1,000 goal. Congratulations to all of you. I'm Frankie Graziano. I work for Connecticut Public. I'm joined by my great friend, the better host out of this tandem, Catherine Chen. And Catherine, before I throw it back to you, I just want to let folks know that we were also able, when we got that $1,000 goal, to get a match. We unlocked a match thanks to our Fairfield County Advisory Committee matching every dollar this hour, dollar for dollar. Man, $1,000 already. So why don't we try to raise a little more money this hour? Because the fact that when we come to folks, Cat, at the end of June is probably a sign that we need some help to get to our overall goals. Not by the end of the year. You might think of us as being on a December 31 calendar, Jan 1 to December 31. Uh-uh. We're here at the end of June because we need some money before the fiscal year ends. So why don't you all uh, consider that as you help us reach $2,000 perhaps this hour. Kat Jen is the host of Where We Live, and she's a good friend of mine, and she joins us now to ask us for your support. Please call 1-800-584-2788. I have no idea how to follow up on that, Frankie. First of all, stop stop buttering me up because I think we're here to sing a different kind of song. But I do want to mention that coming off of that segment for the Colin McEnroe show, how energizing and how amazing. And I love that you start off our pledge with this amazing news that we got a match and would love to be able to continue that momentum with our listeners. So if you're listening, give us a call 1-800-584-2788. We'll love to hear from you. And as Frankie said, I'm Catherine Shen, host of Where We Live. And we always love hearing from you. Isn't that true, Frankie? We absolutely do, and I just want to say that Kat and I have such a good relationship because we're coming up uh, in this business sort of together here, and uh, a little look behind the curtain, we kind of get drunk off of each other's success. Uh, there's a two frame photos in our elevator, uh, one of Kat uh, hosting her show and then uh, where we live, and then one of me hosting the wheelhouse. And I say this because we absolutely could not do what we do 
if it weren't for your support. Think of what you've helped us do. You've helped us introduce Cat Shen to the world as hosts of Where We Live, and your dollars helped bring Wheelhouse back. It supports other programs like Audacious that we have here on Connecticut Public, and of course, Disrupted, and Colin McEnroe's terrific show that you're listening to this hour. So, your dollars go so far. We can stretch us so much. We can bring in new bodies to the newsroom as we have to cover education, the Latina community, uh, and housing, and breaking news in Fairfield County. So much that we could do because of your support. And there are items, there's levels to this stuff, you know, Kat, that there people are can levels get, to this stuff. Uh, including this cool CT. Have you seen this yet? The CT Public Sea Bags Deluxe Tote. So Frankie is raising up the amazing blue sea tote in front of me right now. Obviously, you can't see it, but it is a cool bag that you can take to the ocean or if you enjoy the beach or even, you know, just every day. And guess what? You have a chance to grab it if you give us a call at 1-800-584-2788. That amazing sea bag could be yours. It's not your standard like NPR tote. We all love the NPR canvas bags. I'm not trying to say that we're hating on them. It's just that like we have just grown up so much in the pledge world and Lee Newton and Brendan Foley and the staff are doing so great to present you something that is uh, even better than a canvas bag. I feel like you could also double this as a cooler as well. And it's got a picture of Connecticut on it, this great sea bags tote uh, from Sea Bags of Maine. Love it. $25 a month if you want to participate in that pledge. 1-800-584-2788 is the number to call if you want to support us in Connecticut Public. We're trying to get $2,000 this hour. We are trying to get $2,000 and if you are a fan of the Colin McEnroe Show, you get a, f- there's a f- new show mug actually, I don't know if you know this, for $6 a month. Ooh, you can get a new a show month. mug. I mean, the new logo's on it? The new logo's on it. It's colorful, just like Colin Macro. And who doesn't need more mugs? I need more mugs. Do you need more mugs? I need more mugs, and I know that I want to spend my money in the right place when I get my mug. So what I want folks to do is to call 1-800-584-2788, or they can go to ctpublic.org where their donation is taken fast, easily, and securely. Thank you for calling. Thanks to our technical producer, uh, Kat Pastor, working with a sinus infection today. That can't be fun. Uh, and the, the producer of this particular episode is uh, Jonathan McPants, who, by the way, does some pretty nifty editing, makes some of his own clean edits of these songs and stuff like that, which is uh, a talent. Uh, and I just want to remind people that we are a podcast. In addition to being a broadcast, you might tell your friends about the podcast. You might review the podcast nicely. Uh, there's a lot of things you could do, and I could just keep saying podcast over and over again. All right, we're back. We're back to our Song of the Summer show. With us are Cassie Wilson, Sam Haddleman, and the commissioner, Brendan J. Sullivan. Um, I'm going to just get us right in here with, I think, a song which is a very, very strong contender for Song of the Summer this year. The artist is Dua Lipa. The song is Dance the Night. Uh, it has strong Barbie uh, energy also. <laughs> so uh, well, here's the thing I want you to do if you're still listening to the show right now. Listen to the production on this. Listen to the amount of money that went into this show. Into this show. Okay, into this song. Sorry. Not that much money went into this show. Uh, this is 07 Cat.
catch me. First time I've been chair dancing so far uh, in, during this show. So, Cassie Wilson, you have strong Barbie energy as well. Uh, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> tell us a little bit about how you feel about this song. Um, so, I like this song. I love Dua Lipa. I cannot wait for the Barbie movie. This, I think, was released as like part of the soundtrack. Um, while I do like this song and I do love Dua Lipa, I... I feel like the song almost peters out by the chorus in a way. Like, I wish it just had a stronger chorus. Um, and I think, like, this song is kind of asking to be song of the summer, but I'm not sure <laughs> that it is. Yeah. Commissioner, I heard a hmm. Yeah, we always had the songs where we say this could have been song of the summer, maybe 2020, 2019. Maybe if mm -hmm. 2020 wasn't such a weird summer, this would have been the song of the 2020, you know? And. This has got the Mark Ronson production to it. It's got a little of its generous uptown funk vibes to it. It has everything that we think about when we think about Song of the Summer. But it's also like it might not be perfect execution. It is tied in with the Barbie movie, uh, which I think is helping it at this point. I'm not sure we would give it the same kind of um, handicap if, if it came out in a different year. But we really are talking about the Song of the Summer for 2023. And I think we want the Song of the Summer to speak to us, to speak to our year, to speak to where we are now. And so I, I think this is a perfectly fun song that I'm going to hear all summer. I'm not going to say it's the Song of the Summer. All right, Sam, how about you? Um, I'd also like to contribute my Barbie energy on this one. <laughs> I just think it's... Uh, I think you have Ken energy. I think it's too familiar. I think it's like not really outside of her wheelhouse, not something that we haven't heard from her before. I also love Dua Lipa. I think she's sick. Um, I just like this song feels like bar mitzvah core. Like it's just like maybe a couple <laughs> years ago. It, and we were talking about this in the email, like how like the face of the song of the summer has changed. And I think like maybe like a couple years ago, this would have been an easy no brainer. Like maybe if I hadn't heard of Dua Lipa and I heard this song, I'd be like, oh, this is cool. But it's like kind of familiar. It's already been done. The chorus doesn't really stick to my brain like that. I, I don't know if this is for the girls in the summertime. Yeah. I, I thought Levitating should have been the song of It's Summer. This song is not quite as special, I think. Uh, all right. So uh, let's move on here. This is, a, I think, another Cassie pick. Uh, it's uh, by 5050. It's called Cupid, parentheses, twin version, close parentheses. This is 08 Cat. So, Cassie, I'm going back to you first again, because I think this is uh, your nomination, one of your nominations. Say what you're feeling about it right now. Oh, goodness. I love this song. And so many people love this song. This has also been making the rounds on TikTok for a while now, um, but often this kind of sped up version. Well, actually, song. we'll just give you 10 seconds. Oh, Kat, yeah. Cat, we're going to go to 09 real quick, just for about uh, 10 seconds of this. Just, just to illustrate your point, Cassie. Anyway, continue. Oh, yeah. I mean, so that sped up version has exploded on TikTok. Uh, there's kind of a standard TikTok dance that everyone is doing. And then people are also making up their own. 
I think this song is this really strong contender. Um, there's so many hooks that get stuck in your head. I mean, it's a great verse. It's a great pre-chorus. It's a great chorus. All three of those can get stuck in your head. I also really like that it's a K-pop group, 50-50. Um, it feels like the first K-pop group that has kind of broken through to the top of the charts since maybe BTS. Um, so in this kind of funky, this this year feels, feels like a weird year where there's no like clear winner. But mm-hmm. I really like that this is something different and that feels really fresh to me commissioner how about you well let's have it from the tiktok star himself here uh <laughs> i am a late convert to the tiktok world and now i love it very much so i hear this song uh, all over the place and it does change the composition of the song when it gets sped up um it does skew it younger i, I don't know in any other way to describe it but it gives it that alvin and the chipmunks flavor uh, even Leonard Chess, when he was printing Chuck Berry records, was accused of speeding it up to appeal to a younger audience. And it is kind of a fun song. And I, I do think it's going to keep being played all summer. Um, and there is a there's a strange element on the dance floor now when I'm DJing, because a lot of these songs people hear, they go, oh, that's from that TikTok, that that Instagram reel. That's where it's really from. I didn't know what it sounded like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I want to say about this before we go to Sam. I was a big, big uh, Kid Creole and the Coconuts fan. And I could sort of see that band doing this song. And they had those three singers who did that kind of sort of dry vocal uh, that you hear here. And also reminds me a little bit of the song Love Fool by the Cardigans. So I could see this. Yeah. I could see this really working. Uh, Sam, how about you? I love it. Uh, I, I like this more than all the other pop records we played. And like I said before, like there's a space right now because American music is kind of lacking. Like international acts are kind of the kind of the bell of the ball at the moment. So I didn't realize it was a K-pop group either. Um, but it's weird that like the sped up versions have been like really kicking off because that's like a like a Florida trend. Like people do that in like Hondas and do donuts and parking lots listening to fast music. Like it's weird that that like now teeny boppers are doing it. But I love this song. I could definitely see it being a song of the summer. All right. Uh, we're we're actually sort of on schedule almost here. So uh, we're going to go to one of Sam's picks. Uh, it's called Put It On The Floor Again by Lato featuring Cardi B. This is 10. I let them give me pray. I done done it all. Feel like shot it low. Left it to the pain. But shit is not a joke. Say she got a problem, imaginary smoke. Set it up, then put it on the floor. I done done it out. I gotta fade it fast because we're running out of time. There's also only about 12 words in the song that we can actually play on the radio. Um, <laughs> so, Sam, uh, make the case. Um, I think Lotto's been due for a hit. Um, last year, she had that record with Mariah Carey that got remixed. She's been one of the bigger bets by RCA recently. And in, although like hip hop is down, women in hip hop are all the way up. I think that like all the new superstars who are being minted are women. And probably the most promising act is Lotto. Also, Cardi B has the most valuable feature in music, and she <laughs> killed it, murdered it. No, I, I'm dead serious. <laughs> no, I I I just was thinking of a different feature. Um... Yeah, yeah, like. Uh, the music it's number one on trending it keeps going up in the billboard charts betting against southern rap is a bad idea um i i could definitely see this being the one for everybody all right so and but i feel like this is not bar mitzvah core right uh, no, all no, hadassah no, ladies sing who uh. loves hip-hop more than a 13 year old jewish kid about to be a man <laughs> you, you, you tell me. um all right so i don't know if we have time to discuss this because I, I sort of want everybody to vote I want, I want everybody to pick a winner here and we don't have that much time so let's uh if you want to incorporate your thoughts about put it on the floor again as you vote that's cool so cassie where, where are you finishing what's going to be the song of the summer 
I think it's got to be Cupid for me. I love it so much. I think it stands out amongst all the ones we've played today. Um, yeah, so that's my pick. All right, Sam, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going to go all my life just because I've heard it out the most, and I think it has the best chance metrically. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say I will be so happy if all my life is the song of the summer. Uh, I'm actually, before we go to the commissioner, who should have the final word, I, I, for all of the reservations that we had about it, and I agree with all of them, I just think the production and just dance floor oomph of Dance the Night is is going to make it the song of the summer. And we may not be entirely happy about that by, say, August 12th. Uh, Commissioner, you have the final word. Okay. All My Life has all of my support to it. It's It's got a lot running against it, and it's not currently in position to dominate right now. But it really could surprise us this year. I'm going to... Uh, take away the ability for me to vote for fast car because i think it's it's such a wonderful original composition that i think it should win every single year uh and i can't i can't really come up with a reason why the luke combs version should take over so what i'm gonna say is that miley cyrus flowers will probably stay number two or number three while the summer ebbs and flows there's gonna be a lot of different number ones we got to get rid of morgan wallen but i really think miley cyrus flowers can stay the entire summer See, uh, well, let's just talk about that for a second because at least we got about a minute left. I don't know, Cassie, that kind of makes me sad. I mean, first of all, there are people on my Facebook feed who are furious that we're even talking about this song. They think it was recorded in 1943. They've just have been listening for, to it for a really long time. And there's something a little sad about kind of limping into the summer with something like this. Or, Cassie, am I wrong? Yeah, no, I kind of agree with you. It already feels a little stale to me. I think it's a good song. I am a big supporter of Miley. I'm glad that she is giving us something new and fresh and she's like proven that she has the staying power in her career. But yeah, I think we're going to get a little too sick of it to really call it song of the summer. Yeah, I, I, Sam, I don't know. What are your, I mean, you can't argue with the commissioner ultimately. His his word is law, but, um, <laughs> or at least it is most years. Uh, and and I, I get the argument. I get the argument that you're making, which is that there isn't something strong enough around to dislodge it right now. But Sam, what are your thoughts there? I, I think it's a timing thing. And I think it's like, a, it's one of those situations where maybe all my insight and knowledge is garbage and a song that's just hot by a former teen star turned pop star is going to end up working. Um, but the thing is, the reason why if, if, if there is a deciding vote to be had, I would lean towards Flowers is because there's still that remix opening. Yep. Like, versus mm-hmm. every other song that like maybe is a duo or the video is already out. There's a moment here where, let's say, Miley grabs a Cardi B or grabs someone bigger. Or yeah, you know actually, I, I, I Sam, I just checked Ice Spice's calendar. She's th- three, free between three and five p.m. next Tuesday. That's huge. So it's right, huge. right there, right That's there, we, we might have it. All right, we're going to end the show. Thanks to this wonderful panel, by the way. Uh, they're they're always great. They're great once again. We're going to end with one of Sam's picks that he's still grumpy about that we didn't consider. <laughs> it's called Taliban's by Byron Messia. If you make a hike, I mean, the enemy, them a pre, I mean, no, they're not savvy for me. People are ball and a skin, carry bad than we mean. Bloody crime scene, calamity. I saw we shoot out, we and figure Canada G. Make them have a experience, no gravity. And tell a pussy, we don't laugh, we don't take that. For your little people are dead, dog. You should have keep in on your bed, cause the Taliban's them a make work. We don't laugh, we don't take that. Badness is how we end up We don't show people feeling up in a red grass The vibes were right on the Colin McEnroe show today I'm feeling good after listening to that music And I'm feeling 
really good after finding out that we're just a couple hundred dollars away from our $2,000 goal that we have for pledging this hour. I'm Frankie Graziano. I work with Connecticut Public. I host a show called The Wheelhouse, and I'm lucky to be joined this hour pledging with Kat Shen, the great Kat Shen, the host of Where We Live in Cat. We are about $200 away from our $2,000 goal this hour, and we're getting a lot of support from our, our, our fans out there and our listeners. We are getting a lot of support from our fans and listeners, and we also get a lot of support for each other. So thank you so much for the love, Frankie. Like you said, I'm Catherine Shen, host of Where We Live, and it's actually my pleasure to be pledging here with the amazing Frankie Graziano today. And like he just mentioned now, like we are really, really close to reaching our goal of this hour. And just a reminder that if we do reach our goal Connecticut Public's Fairfield County Advisory Committee will match will match all contributions this hour and this challenge match is made possible by members of our Fairfield County Advisory Committee as I mentioned earlier with special special thanks to Mitra Best Wendy Giffords Deborah Wallace Hertz Catalina Samper Horak Claudia Jepson Kathleen Ostu Roger Williams and Steve Zales thank you so much friends for being a part of this pledge as Frankie and I are here to sing a different song for you guys as we just wrote off of Paula McEnroe show and like you said Frankie the vibes are real vibes are real but wait so you're telling me this great uh, advisory uh, board that we're working with they're going dollar for dollar they are so if we make 2,000 they do 4,000 yeah you did the math so we're you, you can tell that we really need your calls <laughs> of support right now because we got to make sure that we don't leave any money on the table here because we got to keep where we live going. We got to keep the wheelhouse going. We got to keep audacious going. We have to keep disrupted. And of course, your favorite show, if you're listening this hour, the Colin McEnroe Show. Give us a call 1 800 584 2788. 1 800 584 2788. Or you can go to ctpublic.org. And I know what's going to get the people to donate this hour, cat. What is this? Oh, yes. And of course, when I say this, I'm holding up a bag. He is holding up a bag. It's the Connecticut Public Connecticut Public Sea Bag Deluxe Toad. He's raising it up. It's, it's got this really calming blue that I'm really enjoying right now. And I think Frankie said earlier that you can also make it into like a cooler. It's not just your regular tote, right? It's actually a really cool looking bag that you can turn into a cooler when you want to go to the beach. Gift of $25 a month, as you said. It's got the Curious logo on it. You can also see Connecticut on it. We all love Connecticut. Durable, and this is what Kat was talking about. It's water resistant, so you could put your Bud Lights in there. You could put your seltzers in there. You could put your non-alcoholic drinks in there, the Diet Coke, whatever. It becomes your hydration station, as we all probably need that for this summer. So, hey, give us a call if you want the bag, 1-800-584-2788. 1-800-584-2788. That's a gift of $25 a month, and that'll help us get to that $2,000 goal. Want to thank one more time our Fairfield County Advisory Board for their great support this hour. 1-800-584-2788. Remember, it's dollar-for-dollar dollar match, so make sure you make a nice big donation in honor of the Colin McEnroe Show, The Wheelhouse, and where we live. ctpublic.org or 1-800-584-2788, and thank you.